Hey, this is Lindsay Snow, and you're listening to The Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling with Brian Green. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Today on the podcast, we have pulled yet another upcoming pro wrestler. Actually, she is, as you just told me, a jackball trade. But she's out there making a name for herself on the uh, independent circuit. This young lady has the, he- the world of the fight game, the palm of her hands, if you are not aware of that. So you want to make sure that you go and Google the name Lindsay Snow. Today, known as the uh, gold medal wrestler, or at least that is the uh, name that I heard from the announcer at the time. So, we're going to be on here. We're going to talk about her decision to jump into pro wrestling, uh, the adding her name to the growing list of dual sports athletes. Why on earth she would choose the crazy world of pro wrestling over the fight game in general, and why do both? We're going to ask all of that good stuff. So today, gold medal wrestler Lindsay Snow. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it's actually the gold medal grappler. Gold medal right, grappler. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I grapple. <laughs> Should have done your research. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that not you um, busted me. I, I need to do better research. You, you got me. You got me. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. <laughs> but um, I uh, I grapple, which is um, it's a ground fighting. Uh, it's in Japanese. It's called nuwaza. Um, ground fighting techniques i do catch wrestling and i i play brazilian jiu-jitsu as well i compete um i'm an avid competitor uh or competitor um uh, any tournament that comes around i'm always trying to get on it um i i just i love grappling like i love submission wrestling and i love pro wrestling anything that has to do with an iq and <laughs> Having to figure out how to get out of a sticky situation that it it, it uh, entices me. <laughs> but this is, it is so hard though. I mean, okay, first you know I can appreciate the uh, the spirit that you have for for what you do, but you know on on the outside looking in, uh, even though I know pro wrestling doesn't necessarily get the, uh, the respect that is always due. It is very punishing on the body. Um, you know, the the mat isn't a trampoline; it's not really soft. And if, if anybody's ever seen uh, the ring, they they know what's underneath that canvas. If you ever uh, walked in the ring, you know that it doesn't really bounce like uh, people uh, think that it does. So why why would you put your your body through that that type of punishment on both ends of the spectrum? We're talking, you know, grappling and pro wrestling. Is it that appealing? Um, to me, it's always been something that has sparked an interest in me. Ever since I was a young girl, like I would always uh, 
wrestle with my neighbors. You know, my um, my dad and I, we were always watching uh, wrestling when we were young. Or when I was young, he would always have wrestling on the TV. So it was always, like, um, it was either wrestling or uh, we were watching, like, NASCAR or something. like. So I've, I've never been, like, a typical girl to begin with. So whenever I had an opportunity um, to go into a sport like pro wrestling or jiu-jitsu, I, I struck while the iron was hot, and I just I, I found it, and then I couldn't stop. Like, something about it just it, – I, I just couldn't stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was just one of those things. Like, you get your first submission in, you make somebody tap out, and then it becomes an addiction. Like, you just – you just keep trying to figure out different cool ways to submit your opponent. And, uh, yeah, it, it just, you just keep going. Like I, I can't stop now. Like it's, it's pretty bad. I have to train or else I get grumpy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, well, at least you have an outlet. So, you know, I, I guess you started with some of this already, but let, let's rewind this back to the beginning here. Where are you from originally? Originally I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So from Jacksonville, Florida, and apparently within that story, we have uh, taken in that you are a wrestling fan. You you grew up watching it, correct? Yes, sir. You, I your, grew up. You, your father. I grew up with my dad, and uh, we would um, he would always like we'd raise eyebrows at each other, you know, <laughs> always asking each other, you know, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Like, of course, like that was. You know the main staple of uh, my dad and I bonding as as I was a young girl. So okay, started off with that, and now <laughs> it's blossomed into like well, okay, it started off with pro wrestling. Then um, when Pride came around, I started watching Pride, and I found my love for submission, uh, my submission wrestling, and uh, and and fighting, and um, that's what drew me into that particular avenue was watching pride and then uh you know obviously like after pride came like kim one dream uh ufd like all of those i found after i started watching pride so it was just like i just delved into a wormhole <laughs> and um that's pretty much like all i all i watched <laughs> all you all you watch no sitcoms, no movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some Larry David. Okay. And Seinfeld was awesome. The Office was great too. But I always go back to watching wrestling, watching grappling, like watching Sakuraba, Fedor. Those are my Sakuraba is my main hero for sure. Okay. Now. Which did you get involved in first? Um, I got involved in jiu-jitsu first, um, catch wrestling, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was 18, I had an opportunity to um, to go to a gym and, and learn some cool things. And um, the first week of training, I was actually going for catch, and uh, one of my friends decided that it would be, like, super funny to, like, duplex me and ended up uh hurting my ribs really really bad oh. so i had to like I had to, it was pretty much broken so i had to stop wrestling 
for a, a little bit. And in that time period, I um, began tattooing because I was apprenticing to tattoo while I was learning this. So um, I just went in that opposite direction and I started tattooing full time. And uh, I tattooed for eight, nine years. And then pro wrestling and jujitsu came around again. <laughs> oh. And uh, I, uh, I started training jujitsu again. And, or I started training jujitsu and uh, that progressed. And immediately, pretty much, maybe about like a month after I started training jujitsu, like a couple of weeks, a month after I started training jujitsu, I started training pro wrestling. And uh, just not at like a. Um, not like a super crazy spot or anything like that. I just started getting my feet wet and learning, you know, like a little bit here and there. And then um, a couple months went by. I, uh, I started, I'd been training jiu-jitsu for about three months, and I was given my, my blue belt by Rob Kahn. And um, that's a really, really high honor to get your blue belt, especially from Rob um, he's a he's an, an amazing amazing athlete and teacher. He's a Golden Gloves champ, and he's been you know he's been around. He he knows his stuff. And um, for him to give me my blue belt after three months of training under him was something phenomenal. And it was definitely a, a really high honor because uh, a lot of times it takes people years to get their blue belt. Well, that must speak very highly of you. If, you, if you're telling me it takes some years to get in, you got it in three months. I mean, come on. I I worked really, really hard for it. You know, I, I know there was a uh, young lady that was wrestling in uh, Sweden who went by the name of the female fight machine. I, you might be the successor to that title after a while, if, if that's the case. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, I keep winning gold medals and, and belts. <laughs> and then I can successfully uh, overtake that title. Uh, you sound like you're on the path. Uh, <laughs> what year did this uh, kick off for you? You say you, you took your hiatus, you went into uh, the artful world of tattooing. Uh, you, you, you created some body art, you wear some body art, and then you went back into uh, grappling and, and pro wrestling, which basically months apart from each other, so not that much of uh, I guess not a huge difference, not years apart. So what what year was this that you uh, officially said, okay, I'm going back in, on the mat and I'm getting into pro wrestling? What, what year did that take place? This was in October of 2014. Okay, so not all that long ago. No, sir. All right. So as far as the wrestling is concerned, where did you train? Um, I trained under Jay Lethal. I still train with Jay. Ah, the Lethal Jay, as he calls himself on Twitter. The Lethal Jay. Yes, he's an amazing trainer. I couldn't be happier that I have this opportunity to learn from someone that has so much respect for pro wrestling. And he grew up, you know, as a as a fan himself, like, oh, my gosh, this guy, like, he has so much knowledge and he's so willing to help. It's crazy. Like he just wants to see all of his students succeed. And it's really hard to find people that are that selfless in this industry for sure. Well, that's excellent. And, and, uh, 
we have to give a quick plug. I mean, I know you, you spoke of them a little while ago, but for those that are interested in the in your uh, grappling path, uh, where, where do you train for that? Um, I actually train all over Tampa, mm-hmm. um, and I train at every Gracie school in Tampa, um, Gracie North, Gracie St. Pete, Gracie Fishhawk, uh, Gracie Brandon, Gracie Bradenton, and I even train at Hammerfist. Um, I also train at Ybor City Jiu-Jitsu Club. Uh, pretty much like anywhere that anybody tells me they want me to come roll, I'm down for. I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that that's a quick plug on a couple of different places. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you may want to uh, rewind that and uh, get the list again. If you stay in the what, the Tampa area, is that that where you are? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah, if you're if you're listening to this, you're an MMA fan, you're thinking about trying to get into take that path. Uh, rewind this a little bit, and uh, and you'll listen to Lindsay list off the names of uh, a couple of different places there. So uh, that might get your your feet wet, get you started. Uh, if someone were to Google you right this second, they're very likely to see um, quite a bit of. of grappling photos uh, and a couple of pro wrestling but uh grappling more or less i think kind of overtakes your your uh your search uh which one have you given uh, i guess i don't want to make one sound like it's more important than the other but which one has occupied the, the better portion of your uh time um definitely Grappling and catch wrestling have taken up, you know, uh, jujitsu and catch wrestling have taken up most of my time. But it's not to say that or that pro wrestling doesn't have a special light in my heart. It's a lot more training and preparation for pro wrestling, whereas in as in catch wrestling and um, jujitsu, it's more of a natural way that my body just moves and it's more of a natural understanding that I have. So it, it, it's more, um, I, I wouldn't say that it's that I dedicate more of my life to it because every, every waking moment I, I have, I spend studying either one sport or the other. And, you know, like, even when I'm at the gym, when I'm doing my cardio on the treadmill or if I'm on the Stairmaster, I'm watching instructional videos, you know, I'm watching Eric Paulson or, or I'm watching, you know, old matches like Sakuraba's old matches from, uh, you know, back in the day. Just like any kind of real studying that I can do, I just do it. And it's, it's not to say that one has more of my life than the other. Mm-hmm. But I have been um I, I, I got thrown into the fire pretty much when I started grappling. Like I, I uh I started competing a month after I started training. Okay. So I started I started fighting in tournaments a month after I started training jujitsu. Like so in um in the very beginning of December of two thousand fourteen I did I had my first um my first grappling tournament and I didn't do so hot. So, you know, it wasn't any sweat off my back. Cause like I'd only been grappling for a month. So it's like, uh, you know, like it's not that bad, but, um, it did 
make me want to be out there. It didn't make me want to get out there and do more, you know. So it, it, it opened up my eyes to grappling and tournaments because I had never, you know, when you watch stuff on TV, like, you just see, like, okay, they're in an octagon or they're in, like, a ring and then there's a, a bunch of people behind them, you know. Like, you don't – grappling tournaments aren't as publicized as um as you know fight star so i didn't really know what i was getting into you know like the first time i show up at this tournament i'm like oh my god it's eight o'clock in the morning and my hair is braided so tight that i can't even like try to close my eyes and there are all these little screaming kids running around and it was just like oh it was insane but you know i got there i weighed in i had two fights i lost both of them (laughs) And I was just like, I want to go again. Like, I'm ready to do this now. Let's go. And, like, the tournament was over. I had to go home and, like, wait for the next one. (laughs) And, like, sitting there and and waiting for, like, the next tournament to come around. All I did was, you know, think about the holes in my game and, like, try to figure out, you know, what I could be better at. And um, the next tournament I came back and I – I beat my opponent um, with a move that I learned 15 minutes before the fight. <laughs> okay. You, uh, so it was pretty, pretty crazy. Well, you, you definitely sound like you, you got the uh, desire <laughs> for the grappling game. I mean, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I guess in that business, we can't uh, necessarily dictate who's going to win and who loses ahead of time. Uh you know, no slight on pro wrestling. It's just we all know it's just a little bit more entertainment uh, value attached onto that, opposed to uh, competitiveness. Uh, is right. a little bit more about the show. Uh, that being the case, um, I sat and talked briefly with a, a gentleman that I met at the uh, wrestling school here in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, and uh, he was uh, making the transition from being a local MMA fighter into the wrestling business, and he was explaining to me the differences in his view. So I'm going to ask you the same question. In your eyes, what are the major differences between, uh, you know, one to the other? Oh, man. Well, the major difference is, um, well, whenever – okay. All right, so whenever I tell people at jiu-jitsu, I'm like, okay, I do pro wrestling too. You know, they kind of laugh it off or whatever. Like, they don't take me super seriously until, like, we start rolling and I catch them in a <laughs> Texas Cloverleaf or something silly, you know, and just, like, start working them. And then they're like, okay, okay, maybe pro wrestling could work in this situation. But, um, you know, they, they don't have, like, the same respect as um, when I go into a, a pro wrestling locker room. And um, people, like, ask me, you know, like, oh, what else do you do, whatever. And I tell, I tell them I'm a submission wrestler. And uh, then they all get, like, kind of not scared, but they have, like, a different <laughs> way that they look at me because they're like, oh, don't shoot on me, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of opposite reactions from, you know, different sports. But at the same time, like, I feel like I still get respect from, from you know, both both sides. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's super silly. But, uh, no, I mean, when you say that, I know it from, from your perspective. It's like, well, that's silly. But, you know, I'm thinking about it from the person that's asking this in the wrestling locker room. You know, that 
to put it the way that the, the guy told me, he was like, you know, in one form, I'm trained to go through somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. When I come here in the wrestling world, it's like I, I had to teach myself to hold back. It's like I got to make it look good when I talk. Yeah, exactly. He said, but, he said, but my instinct naturally, because MMA is what I went into first, is to go through this guy. It's like now, now I'm trying to pull back. So, you know, I'm thinking about these people that's in the locker room talking to you and you saying I'm a submission wrestler. Was, that's probably the first thing I'm thinking too is that, man, she'd probably tie me into a knot if she really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, it's part of my gimmick too, so I just got to roll with it and tell them, yo, beat the hell out of you. <laughs> what else, like, what else can I say? <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah, I guess that that works very well for who you are in your in your entire presentation. You know, one thing that I that I was missing within my research is I have not found any real promos from you. You know, and that's that's one of the hallmarks of of selling yourself on independent. Do you have uh, videos that really kind of showcase your personality and show the world who Lindsay Snow is within the pro wrestling world? You know what? I uh, I'm still getting my uh getting my stuff out there but um there are there are a few promos out there <laughs> you don't know um, all that that i heard the laugh behind it i don't i don't know how to take that is, is are these good ones are you, are you ready to show the world these promos uh they're uh they're for customs matches so i don't know if i'm allowed to uh, ah okay well no okay we'll scratch yeah. that we'll, 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 we'll wipe that off the slate <laughs> But uh, if I do get a hold of them, I'll, I'll definitely I'll have to forward them to you uh, for sure. Well, please do. I'd be very interested. And don't worry, I won't, if they're not allowed to be uh, publicized, we won't do that. But if you ever do one for a promotion, then definitely you need to put that out on your Facebook or your YouTube channel so so we can all see what your microphone skills are. For sure, for sure. Again, it is the it's the hallmark of uh, getting yourself around on the independence. Uh, you know, I also saw a picture of you in a tiger mask. This is uh, this is true. <laughs> I do have a tiger mask. <laughs> now, now, is this a different persona that you're, you're going into, or, or is that you just for kicks? So um, I have this thing that I have been, like, it's a part of me that I've just been kind of, like, pulling out lately. And um, so – you know, I told you I'm a jack of all trades. Well, yeah. uh, I've been obsessed with making these woodcuts lately. And uh, what it is is, like, I'll paint a design on a piece of wood and cut it out with a saw mm-hmm. and uh, throw a, a glaze over it pretty much. But uh, my obsession has been with these space cats. Like, I've been drawing space panthers, oh. like, wearing space helmets and, like, weird stuff, like, and so I uh, I started like using this hashtag like intergalactic cat federation and um I just been kind of going off of that and like the the tiger mask is is all about that like it's super psychedelic like it is the embodiment of the space cat federation so <laughs> so, so are you going to transition into calling yourself space cat Lindsay Snow? Uh no. No. I, uh, no. I, oh man. I have to, uh, I have to think of a smart way to incorporate it into that, but uh, I'm definitely from the Intergalactic Cat Federation. Now you sound like you got a whole new personality just just right underneath the surface that you're ready to unleash 
unto the world. You know, I'm waiting to get my new gear, but when I get my new gear, you'll be able to see it for sure. <laughs> okay, so I guess the natural question behind that is how drastic a change uh, from shoot fighter Lindsay Snow that we can see right now to new gear, don't know what it is, but how, how drastic is it going to be? Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. I'm actually, I'm really excited for it because I, uh, I just designed the gear mm-hmm. last week. And so it's getting made this week. You don't and, waste any time. Oh no, hell no. <laughs> it's, uh, all I have is like a, a certain amount of time to leave behind my legacy. And I have all of this stuff that I have to get done. So can't waste any time. Got to got to build that legacy up. Well, you sound like you're doing it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, okay. Now, you know, now typically within the course of these uh, interviews, uh, my question has always been, why choose the world of pro wrestling when you could be doing some other career? You know, that, that I usually ask that. But, but it sounds as if you have several paths that you're uh, – going on uh so you know i'm going to ask specifically since you are an artist you know not just in doing tattoos but you're you're an artist just in general uh why the wild world of pro wrestling when you could be out you know doing doing your art i chose pro wrestling because i want to put submission grappling into my pro wrestling and I want to bring a wider like I want to bring a wider audience to pro wrestling while still being legit because there's so many females out there in this sport that aren't legit that that are just models that are just there you know that that don't give a like they don't care about actual wrestling they just want to look good and like I get that I understand it but that's not what I'm about. <laughs> and I want to I want to be the the different person that that makes, you know, like some little girl like so happy that she grows up to want to be like that, to to want to be her own person. You know, because there's so many cookie-cutter people out there that just go with the flow that that are are not about, you know, being different or or changing the world, and that's kind of what I want to do. Okay, you know, you know, I'm starting to get the impression that you may need to sit down and write a book too. <laughs> you know, if you can look through my phone and see all the notes that I have, <laughs> you'd probably you've already started, huh? <laughs> I'm waiting there since now I know that it's in play and that you have these notes. Sitting in your phone, you may have to collect those and you know get get your book together. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's in store later in the uh, in the intergalactic cat federation. Maybe I'll have to write a manifesto. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Okay, you know. So let's get to this because I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening would just have a fit if I don't ask about the intergalactic cat federation. So. You, you've already explained that you somehow become obsessed with uh, these, I, I guess for lack of a better term, space cats. Uh, yeah, space cats. 
But, you know, now when you say that, the first thing I think of is starting that live skit that I saw a couple of, you know, like two or three years ago with Andy Sandberg I can, and Bill Hader. So you have to look that up. Anyway, aside from that, now this this federation that you've created, define that, please. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it just is. Like, it's just a, a part of my mind. It's just like this weird part in my mind that I just, like, pull these crazy ideas out of. And, uh, you know, it, it's all inspired by different parts of me, like different things that I grew up with. You know, like, I loved sci-fi movies when I was young, too. Like, I was super into sci-fi. Like, anything on the sci-fi channel that, like, was super creepy or weird, like, uh, any kind of, like, like theater magic, like, um, you know, like, uh, how they would do the different face molds and stuff like that, like, any kind of makeup magic, like, I was always into it, and I always thought, like, wow, if I could create, like, my own particular space alien, like, what would it be, and, like, I keep getting drawn back to these space cats, man, and, like, I just keep putting, like, weird space helmets, like, drawing, like, different kind of space helmets and, like, jetpacks and, like, <laughs> crazy, like, sparkle dust clouds and, you know, planets, like, anything that represents sci-fi to me is, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just like, a, a really big part of, like, who I am. <laughs> like, I'm all about the mild swearing and sci-fi violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, you're all right with me. Don't I'm not going to take that away from me. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little sci-fi movie every once in a while. Some of them are weird. Some of them are great. Uh, you know, the last one that I saw wasn't, wasn't – I, I was very, 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 very disappointed with – shouldn't have went to the theater so to see uh, Independence Day. I can't even remember thinking the name of it now. Oh, shoot. I was going to say Resurrection, but it's not Resurrection. I can't remember the subtitle under Independence Day, but – the 20-year-later the version of Independence Day that just came out this summer. Oh, man. I didn't even go see it, honestly. I'm stuck on, like, the good ones. Don't, like, don't, honestly, yeah, don't waste your time with that. No. It's, yesterday, it's... I had a uh, an Aliens uh, marathon, and so I started watching Aliens and went to Aliens, and, uh, you know, now I'm working my way up to Prometheus. <laughs> I have not watched that yet. Oh man, you need to see Prometheus. It's it's awesome. It's like the the prequel to Alien, pretty much. So yeah, yeah. I, I heard, and I just and I got it sitting here in the house, and I just had you know I'm I'm terrible about that, about that, and I know I'm getting way off topic, but I'm terrible about that. <laughs> I, I, I get these movies, I set them to the side, like I get to it later, and I just you know I just haven't gotten to it. But as far as aliens are concerned, the the uh, the franchise. You know, normally I say this for random questions, but I'm going to t- ask you right now. Rank them in order. Go. Rank them in order? Yes. Yeah. All right. Aliens. Skipping the, Skipping the prequels now. We we can't go into Prometheus. So just, just the Aliens franchise. I would say the second one would have to be my favorite. But, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know because it's so tough because I I love the original, but the original is good for other reasons. Now, now, I, now, granted, I understand that there 
technically they're different genres. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. if we if we have to do it, and I, I'll get you back with this a little bit later. You know what? Matter of fact, look, I'm I'm gonna save that. We're gonna save that for the official point where we hit random questions. I'll I'll bring it back around so that so your subconscious can kind of work on that a little bit. So okay, you know, because that, that that's whole thing. we got to we got to rope this thing back around to to wrestling and and fighting. We we, we don't want <laughs> yeah, to talk about aliens. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to jump off the beaten path just just yet. So all right, uh, I had already. At, well, told you about how I'd normally ask people about, you know, why you pick this path and stuff like that. Uh, one of the, the more common things that has been uh, brought up is, uh, or by fans or people that listen to it, or even by myself, is that modeling and acting. Okay. Those are almost the, the two typical things that's like, well, why didn't you go there? Why haven't you done this? Because you have the, uh, the look for it or whatever the case may be. In your case, I'm going to say, you clearly have the aptitude for it. I've seen the pictures. You seem like you've already taken some model. I don't know if those were official modeling gigs that you were doing, but you have definitely modeled. So has that not crossed your path in like, hey, you know, screw wrestling, screw this stuff. I'm just going to go into this. Um, I've actually, I've done, um, I've done modeling. I've been a pinup girl for a few magazines, mostly tattoo magazines. And um, I've been in a movie when I was 18. I was in a zombie movie called Automaton Transfusion. Oh, you know, I got to look that up. Say it again now so people can, they got to look it up. (laughs) Automaton Transfusion. And it was directed by Stephen Miller. Um, And it was shot in Orlando. (laughs) And I got to actually do that with my good friend, Laura Vandiver. And we drove down to Orlando with my mom because my aunt lived in Orlando at the time. Well, she still does live in Orlando. But uh, we drove down from Jacksonville, and um, I begged my mom to go with us because I didn't want to just go there by ourselves. So, um, you know, she dropped us off at this zombie shoot, right? And, like, all these people are walking around downtown Orlando covered in blood. And, uh, you know, we get all done up, all zombified and everything. And um, we we got to be extras in this movie. And uh, towards the end of the night, the director came up to me and asked me if I wanted to be in a part and told me that I get to get shot with this blood cannon and I get my head blown off in the movie. So it's, like, sick. Like, it's so rad. Because I obviously, I love sci-fi. I love blood. I love gore. Like, And then I get to... You know, as a child, like I was 18, so this this was my like first uh, experience being around cameras like that and uh, dealing with having been told how to act. So this pretty much was like my first my first taste, and then I realized that I really liked show business per se. You know, like I really enjoyed being in front of the camera, and I really enjoyed being able to act and uh and take on a different persona even though it was like a a brain sucking zombie you know <laughs> like oh my it's goodness. so cool to be able to act like something else but um then uh i started tattooing at 18 um you know i started 
doing that and going to conventions, going to different tattoo conventions. And, um, you know, when I was tattooing at these conventions, photographers would just, you know, come up and take pictures of me because this was before tattoo shows were around. This was before Kat Von D. This was before, you know, all these, uh, all this popularity had arose around tattooing. And um, it was weird to see a girl at the show. So uh, I had a lot of people come and see what I was doing, seeing what I was making, giving me crap, you know, like just busting my balls just because I was a girl in like a a man's world pretty much. So it was interesting and um, it was super fun because I got a lot of opportunity um, just for being who I was. And people people paid attention to that, so it was interesting for sure. So the opportunity to to uh, model and act and all those things came came up. Uh, has it ever crossed your mind that you may want to go back to it? Or uh, uh, I still time? model to this day. Oh, okay. I've been um, I've, I'm actually sponsored by Scramble Brand. Um, they are a, like a, they make rash guards and spats, shirts, like everything jujitsu players wear when they compete, like, uh, all of that. They, um, they sponsor me and I take pictures for them. I model for them. And, uh, it's been a really awesome experience being able to work with them. And I've worked with a few companies before them, but Scramble has definitely babied me and treated me like gold. So I just, I love them for that. And I just, I can't thank Matt enough for all the, uh, all the opportunity and, and good faith that he's had in me. <laughs> well, great plug for them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a different, uh, <laughs> a different avenue. So. Well, with the amount of things that you have underneath you, how are you even able to get on the mat and then turn around and do a pro wrestling show? Or I mean, well, I guess let's let's rewind this just a second. How often do you do one or the other? I know you said that you get there as many times as you can, but if you had to say, hey, I do, you know, submission wrestling this many times in a month, I do pro wrestling this many times in a month, could you put a number on it? Um, I can't really put a number on it because I got mats at my house, and I, um, my roommate also trains jujitsu, and uh, my boyfriend. I'm like, I always try to have him like let me practice stuff on him. <laughs> so, like, I have, I that was the staple in me asking uh, my my roommate Amy to move in with me. I um, I asked her, I was like, hey, if we do this whole roommate thing, it's gonna be serious because we aren't going to have a living room. We're just going to have mats in the living room. And she looked at me and she was like, I'm down. <laughs> so, you know, it, it helps, um, you know, having a roommate that's so supportive and having a boyfriend that's so supportive of me doing all of these things, because uh, I do train a lot. Like I train every day, like every day. Okay. And that's, you know, I either I'm, I definitely lift weights every day because you can't not skip a day lifting weights. Like, you know, evidently you're supposed to, but <laughs> I, I, I can't, like I have to go to the gym every day. And, um, you know, I do two a days or three a days sometimes where, you know, I'll go play jujitsu in the morning 
then after I get done with practice at jiu-jitsu, I'll hit up Jay and ask Jay, you know, like, hey, what time are we meeting at the ring today? You know, like, when are we going to get some practice in? When can I give you a brain buster? <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. Like, just messing with him. But, uh, no, he's, like, super rad about always being available, too, which is so crazy because he's got a super crazy schedule as it is. But, um, you know, I um, I try to train as much as possible. I've, I have, like, this thing in my head where I feel like if I don't train, then I'm not, I'm doing myself a disservice because I've been given all of these talents and I need to I need to do something about it because a lot of people don't do anything and it drives me insane because if they aren't reaching their full potential as a human being because everybody has this potential that they can tap into and and achieve but a lot of people have a block in their brain where they feel like they can't they can't do something and it drives me insane because like all i want to do is tell them like you can do it you can do it like you just have to actually do it (laughs) you are going to write a book Uh, i'm going to go ahead and predict that now i think you have a self-help book ready to go at any given moment Oh man. <laughs> I, I I thank you for that. That means uh <laughs> just, I mean I say the first. It's on this podcast. Oh, so, it, it is it is locked into history. I I put it out there into the universe. <laughs> oh man. I don't know if anybody'd want to read a book about my crazy rambling. <laughs> there are other books out there in the world that have a Plenty of ramblings going on. I, I think you'll do just fine. <laughs> oh, man. Your impression of the independent wrestling circuit so far. Uh, have you, uh, I, I guess you've already kind of instilled in, I don't want to say instilled, that, that might sound like you're, in, uh, like you're threatening people, but... <laughs> You you've already given you know the the notice that you are shoot fighter or, or grappler I guess would be more appropriate. So there's a certain respect that comes from the the wrestlers when they speak to you. So when you are going from one promotion to the next, uh, aside from the locker room deal, uh, it, what has been your impression of being the life of a wrestler? Oh, man. I have had the opportunity and honor to be in some amazing locker rooms. Like, the people that I have met through pro wrestling has, like, it's been phenomenal, you know? Like, everybody has treated me so well and and so nice that, like, I I don't see a lot of the negativity that a lot of other people portray. But I also don't get involved in drama either. So it's not like I'm out there, you know, like trying to make enemies. I feel like I'm a pretty friendly person. And a lot of people, you know, you have different things that you can connect with, with different people. Like some people like to play video games, you know, like some people like to draw, paint, whatever. You know, like everybody has like this other dimension to them besides pro wrestling. But pro wrestling is the one thing that brings us all together 
in the locker room, you know? So I feel like a lot of people have a, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say like understanding, but more of a respect for each other, you know, and, and being in the, on the indie circuit, like, even though I'm just starting, everyone has like, everybody that I have had an opportunity to speak with that has seen me since I first started pro wrestling. And even like to my last show, like last week, um, there was a girl there that actually came up to me and, and, you know, girls get such a bad rap in pro wrestling for being just jerks to each other. And, uh, it's, it's kind of like, um, a lot of people say it, you know, but I have not come across one girl that hasn't had something so nice and, and like inspirational, to say to me, you know, like all of these girls that I've been meeting have been so inspiring and, uh, and respectful towards me. And I don't know if it's because of who I am or what I do or the fact that I tattoo or whatever, if they want something from me and they're going to be nice to me, whatever, I don't care. They're nice to me and they respect me on that level. And so I have that same respect to them. And, uh, I, um, Actually, I got to go to Puerto Rico two weeks ago, and um, I got to I got to see some really, really amazing wrestling in front of like thousands of people, and all of these people were just like enjoying the show so much, and it was like so real, like it, it was insane. And then to see these guys come back after having like killer matches, like super killer matches and like just come back and and be like the most humble people it 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 was it was insane because like I, I there was no egos you know like nobody was like you know too hot to trot you know like everybody was cool like they all had something to say to me you know like even the biggest people on the show would still talk to me and still treat me with respect so it's like I I love indie wrestling. Like I love the wrestlers. I love the shows. I love how they put, like how they put their characters over. Like I, they have so much to give and they have all been so like open to helping me and like helping me get better. And that's all I, that's all I care about is getting better and being a good wrestler and putting on a good show and, and doing it for the fans because that's the whole reason why, like, why we do this is for the fans, you know? And a lot of people lose sight in that. And um, they either want to make it about themselves or forget about the fans or whatever, like, when you get, like, super big. But then, like, on the way down, you have to realize that you're going to have to meet those same people that you're, like, mean to. So I feel like that's kind of, like, phased out, like, everybody that I've met that has been either, you know, like super high, high names have all been real, real humble, but it's like the people that are like just starting out kind of have attitudes, you know, mm-hmm. but they've all still been respectful. So I can't really, can't really say that it's been like bad at all to me. Like everything that I've experienced through pro wrestling has been a good experience. Okay. Now, uh, this trip to Puerto Rico, now, would that be the 
the picture of you holding the trident kind of yes. got the uh, Aquaman yes. thing happening there? Yes, that would be it. I um I actually my boyfriend is uh John Unet. Uh he's Mr. Four Fifty. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and he had a match against Il Chicano and uh on Saturday night at Anniversario, uh Quaranta y Tres forty three. And um he he asked me if I would be in his entrance for him and I was just like completely blown away. I couldn't believe that he would want me to be like that big of a part of his entrance and like his match because that's like Puerto Rican WrestleMania and it was like the biggest thing that I've ever been a part of. Like hands down. And um like the night before that he wrestled Jeff Hardy and like Jeff was there, so, like, all these people were there, like, that night, and I was just, like, kind of freaking out a little bit, because, like, it was the biggest thing that I'd ever been a part of, it's my boyfriend, like, I can't mess up, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and we made those costumes that we were wearing, like, I made all the chain mail that's on it, like, I hand uh, put together all that chain mail, like, linked all of those silver links on there oh, I made that I linked them all together ugh. and I I spray painted and painted everything every little detail that was on that and yeah uh, you know I guess the the big question is going to be what don't you do <laughs> uh, you, you see like a lot of ground if somebody tells me I can't do something then I'm going to do it so <laughs> okay I'm I'm that person. Uh, like I don't know anything that the odds are stacked against me in. I tend to want to be the underdog that that prevails. Well, apparently you have prevailed on numerous occasions, including in the makeup and uh, wardrobe. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, like you know, the first thing I saw when I. Saw the interest between you. I was like, man, is, is this supposed to be like pulled from Justice League or something? Like, I think this is supposed to be Aquaman. Yeah, he was. He was totally Aquaman, and I was Mira. <laughs> oh, okay. See, look at that. I got it. You got it. I you got nailed it. it. <laughs> yeah, see, look, you know, that it helps to be versed in your movies and your comics and stuff like that for occasions <laughs> such as this. So I know what I'm talking about. Dude, I myself am a vat of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will put that to the test a little bit in, in, in a few moments. Uh, are there any performers on the the indies or in mainstream wrestling today that inspire you? Oh yeah. Oh man, there's so many. Like it's hard to it's hard to make a list because give me three. Off, three. Three. All right. Obviously, Mr. 450, because uh, he is he is like a, a very big staple in my life. Um, and shoot, you know, I, I love Zack Sabre Jr. for sure. He uh, he has a, a very very unique style to him, and uh, and Lince Dorado for sure. All right, very good, good choices there. Thank you current goals in the business my current goals are definitely to make it to japan i've been trying so hard like 
everything that I can. I, I just want to be able to work in Japan. Um, I feel like my style would be more well received mm-hmm. in uh, in that audience, just because of the style that I train, and I know that a lot of a lot of wrestlers over there do train jujitsu as well. Like, I know that Nakamura is—he's obviously another huge influence for sure. Um, I know that he's also a jujitsu purple belt. So, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly—he's like a blue belt too, right? But um, you know, all these all these dudes out there, you know, that that do train jujitsu and do pro wrestling, like that's that's definitely how I want to be looked at. I want to be. You want to cover both sides of the fence. For sure. For sure. But um, I would love to make it to the big show, for sure. That's everybody's goal in pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's but, always uh, the answer. <laughs> but I, I, Japan is, is really what I have my heart set on. That's what I had my heart set on before I even started training. Oh, all right. It'd be nice to see you make it over there. Because I'm sure the matches will be extremely hard-hitting, uh, if for nothing else. Yeah, I'm about that. I like that. I like hard style, strong style. <laughs> well, if you make that, please make the announcement so we can uh, all be prepared to find a matches somewhere online. Uh, speaking of matches, for fans who haven't had the opportunity to see you work, are there any matches out there that you feel showcase who you are and your ability? Um, I believe that High Spots just uh, filmed the last show that I had. So um, I'm waiting for, for that to be put together with the commentary and everything like that, to that for that to be released. But um, that would pretty much – there's that. And then I have uh, I have all my fights on YouTube from jiu-jitsu competitions and, and whatnot. So uh, if you want to look up my YouTube – um, it's lovely Lindsay Snow. That's my uh, that's my email. So you can just search that, and it should pop up on my fight videos. And I think I might have uh, I might have a tag match, my first match ever, on there as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> a really awesome experience. I got to get to work with some really phenomenal ladies in that. So is that, that the, uh, cool. the six man tag? Is is that the the match you're talking about? Yeah, it was a, I guess it was six a, women tag. Sorry. Yeah, it was five women actually. Ah, uh, that's right. It was three on two. Uh, yeah. Got me. And y'all yeah. turned on her at the end of that. Terrible. That's awful. Yeah, it's horrible, right? Uh, <laughs> how could you? I thought she was your friend. So did I. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cost us a match. That jerk. <laughs> that's right. If she was a better friend, she would have tapped out like that. Right, and she wouldn't have hit the ref out. Well, that too. See, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, well, <laughs> next time you tell her that she needs to learn how to, you know, control them punches. Right. Or forearm. Hey, Jenna, you gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, this that segment may get back around to it now. I don't want to cause no heat. You know. <laughs> No, she's she's good. I, I mean, I, I see you kind of slip into that ankle lock pretty smooth and quickly now. You know that that that's one thing I could definitely say. You 
there's a lot of grace if you do that little slide and drop toe hole and then bam and before they know it they're locked up into an ankle lock that's my thing i attack the legs and anybody that rolls with me in jiu-jitsu they always they always know that they got to watch their feet and they got to watch their legs or else i'm coming for them <laughs> Well, well, now I, I guess that the plan's out there. You must be really confident in your abilities if you say, hey, look, this is what I do, so try and stop me. I mean, it's pretty much out there. It, it was on my Instagram for the longest time that I'm a leg locker, so I feel like people kind of know it. <laughs> mm. Well, I guess the, the plan is there. Uh, you know, I've been told that they say you learn from getting in the ring with people that are better than you. Who would you like to be able to step in the ring with, well, let's say within the next six months, if the, if, if you're going to get booked against another uh, lady out there and you have that opportunity? Any names come to mind? Oh, man. There's so many talented ladies out there right now. It's <laughs> well, so crazy. Of course, um, now, now, of course, we've got to minimize the list. You're right. There's, there's a lot of them out there, so we we got to minimize the list. So, so we'll, we'll cap it at three again. <laughs> cap it at three? Okay. Cap it at three. Oh, man. Um, I think that I would have a, a really good match with, uh, with Mickey Knuckles. I think that she's a, a really sick worker, and um, yeah, I would. Crazy. I, I just I uh, I had a, the privilege to be on a show with her uh, last week, and she was just like, it was it was really cool. It was really cool to uh, to be able to see her work, and you know, she just came back from uh, from having an injury in her knee so like a knee injury so it was um it was crazy to see her first match back but um yeah i would definitely i would say i'd like to work her um uh lexi hoffman would be cool um and uh oh, oh i got two more sorry too young <laughs> too young and, and jessica havoc okay I think, that, I think that we would have good matches for sure because those ladies are are super tough, tough ladies. Yes, and Sue has a uh, a unique persona that she presents to her, her her audience. I can I can definitely say that she's clearly uh, inspired by either the ring or the grudge. I, I usually get them kind of mixed up, but <laughs> one of the two, if not both. Uh, as as far as Mickey Knuckles is concerned, yes, you, you are correct. Very hard hitting uh, young lady. I had the uh, opportunity to shoot one of her matches, which I will say was the coming out party for Dementia the Rose, her opponent at the time oh, as well. Nice, nice. So a quick plug for, for me, if you are online and you are uh, wanting to see some of those matches for free, you can go on to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel. We got a ton of good stuff there, podcasts such as this, uh, other a docu-style interviews where we sit down with the camera with some talent, and of course the matches themselves, as such as the one I just mentioned, Mickey Knuckles versus Dementia the Rose, where they beat the crap out of each other for a good solid ten minutes or so. That's pretty awesome. Well, you know, I, and, I have to get a quick plug in for me too. Oh no, I, I love brawling matches. <laughs> like matches that are just brawls or just like 
probably one of my favorites that <laughs> just love seeing people get in there and beat the hell out of each other. Well, that's well, what that's what we're there for. <laughs> well, I, I may have to send that one over to you then. I would love that. That would be great. I've had a chance to catch Mickey on a couple of occasions, and she's she's always come by and made claim on my camera by either kissing the lens or licking it. And she says, once I lick it, it's mine. So, <laughs> man, <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna make you run up that bill at Best Buy for buying all them cameras. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna do something. <laughs> But fortunately, uh, she hasn't come to me after the show and say, "Okay, give it to me." So you know, I, I've been able to keep, I've been able to hold on to my camera for for these shows. In fact, I believe oh, we man. have a rematch this weekend. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it there yet, but they got a rematch: the Rose oh, and Mickey Knuckles. Quick, quick plug for <laughs> them too. I, and I don't get a cent off of that. I don't get a dime off of plugging that match. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome, though. That sounds like it's going to be a good match. Uh, it, it, indeed, I expect it to be another hard-hitting one. Uh, you know, we have to put your name out there for any promoters that's looking to acquire your talents, uh, either as a, a in-ring competitor, or maybe they just want to have you walk around and be the art of the show, because you have a lot of uh, wonderful art across your body. So, <laughs> for those promoters out there that are looking to book you, how should they contact you for work? You can uh, shoot me an email at snow at gmail.com. And that's Lindsay with an A-Y. It's time for random questions. <laughs> All right. Lindsay with an A-Y. Now we come to a, uh, the point of the interview where I like to have this just for having fun. It is time for random questions, Lindsay. Okay. And of course, as you know, this is the uh, the area where, you know, it, I could toss out some some wrestling related stuff. I could not. Could could be movies. Could be books. TV. Who knows? You know, there's just random stuff that comes out. Things that I write down ahead of time. Some stuff that comes up during the course of our interview. So, here we go, Lindsay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Name of three of the toughest women in sports right now. Oh man. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go with Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Okay. And um, Marina Shafir. Okay. But uh, she, she's taking some time off because she's gonna have a baby. <laughs> hey, well, you can't be fighting while you're pregnant. <laughs> At no. least I hope not. No, but she is. She is a super tough cookie. Okay. Um, and also, uh, this this little girl Kay, she is. 17 years old, 16, 17 years old. And um, I met her when I went to go train with Eric Paulson in um, in California a few months ago. And I've been following her and just watching her annihilate all these girls. Like, she is, she is a badass for being as young as she is. But I tell you what, she's going to be one of those people that you just have to pay attention to. Her name's Kay Hansen. And um, you know she's a she's a young buck, but man, she has so much going for her. She's she's gonna kill it for sure. She's definitely gonna be the next Ronda. I, I feel it. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> okay, so there's the prediction. We've got three three big names out there. Uh, best television show about tattoos. Oh man, uh, best one about tattoos. 
Yeah. About the art of tattoos, I guess, if we want to, if we want to be specific. Oh, um, I think it was like either TLC or Discovery Channel, like a couple years ago, they, uh, they made this show called Taboo. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, everything in the world that, you know, was considered taboo. And uh, they made an episode um, on tattooing and on the history of tattooing and uh, the different styles of tattooing from tribal tattooing, like Maori tribal from New Zealand to the Samoan tribal, the Polynesian tribal to, you know, American traditional and then Japanese traditional. And it went through like all these different styles of tattooing. It wasn't just one dimensional tattoo show, like how they have, you know, like the, uh, the, 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 the contest shows and all of that, you know, like LA uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what? Ink master called me a couple of times in a row, uh, like a few go. years ago. Dude, I couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. Why? I, um, I, I was in a weird phase in my life. Oh, <laughs> all right. And uh, I, I just didn't want the, um, I didn't want the, the publicity for tattooing because I know those shows and how they're, how they're marketed and how they work. Um, I know that a lot of times if you look different, if you look real weird whatever if you have something weird about you they'll put you in a negative light and um i watched it happen to a couple of my friends and how they edited things and how they uh how they portrayed them on tv as a villainous character and if i'm not playing a villain then i don't want to be portrayed as a villain or you know like i don't want them to edit and splice things together to make me sound dumb <laughs> the world of reality television. Exactly. So at, at least if I do it now, if I get on a reality show, then I can just say, like, oh, it's just wrestling, you know, like, oh, it's just the character that I'm playing. But people think that, you know, they watch these tattoo TV shows and they think that, you know, these people are actually like that in real life. Whenever some of these people that are on these shows, like, are some of the nicest people that I've ever met in my life. So it's like, it's super weird, <laughs> like I, how they misconstrue things, but for ratings, you know? So like, I get it, like I understand it completely, mm. but that is, that's why I turned down the option. Okay. Well, it's always about ratings. Uh, just as a side note, I think I watched an episode where they was talking about a guy who didn't have a tattoo on his body, who was a, who was a tattoo artist, and they were uh, having some issues with that. So I'm going to ask you, is that even possible? Did, do you agree with the assessment that if you're going to be a good artist, you at least need to have one on, on you somewhere? Yeah, I wouldn't get tattooed by somebody that didn't have any tattoos. <laughs> okay. What's the most significant <laughs> piece of art on your body? I'm sorry, repeat the question? What is the most significant piece of art that you have on your body? Oh, man. The most significant piece. I have a lot of stuff that means a lot to me. Mm. Um, And then I have a lot of stuff on me that I just got just because I like it. But uh, probably one of the most significant pieces is the dragon on my thigh or the the kanji that says kaiju on my knee. Probably the kaiju kanji on my knee um, just because, like, that's how I look at myself. Like, I look at myself like a kaiju. Like, I'm this great strange creature like Godzilla packed in this little package. <laughs> yes. And that what they call them in Pacific Rim, the kaijus. 
Right, exactly. But, um, you know, I, I feel like that's that's my personality. I'm a, I have a kaiju for oh. personality. <laughs> all right. Well, as long as you don't tear up the town, destroy buildings, we're, we're all good. Uh, Just don't feed me whiskey, and that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a bonus answer there, folks. Don't don't give her whiskey because there's something, I, just, something bad may happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll we'll just go with that. Uh, <laughs> name a talent that is largely unknown by your fans and followers. You have so many of them, so it might be hard to to kind of narrow that down. But one that's largely unknown by your fans and followers. I take great pride in um, in pet photography. <laughs> I love taking pictures of my dog. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm like, I feel like I'm ridiculously good at it. Maybe she's just a really good model. <laughs> so, so have you have you uh, taken pictures of other animals, or is it just your your dog? Um, I you know I just mostly take pictures of my dog. I probably could take pictures of other people's dogs, but I just love mine so much. Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> uh, my baby. <laughs> well, then take care of your baby. <laughs> For sure. She actually, um, she actually has a, a little matching uh, lucha mask to mine. Like we both have not the not the tiger mask, but we both have Rey Mysterio mask. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that they had a Rey Mysterio mask for dogs. Oh, they don't. Actually, <laughs> Lindsay Dorado made them for us. <laughs> oh. oh, I tell you, the, the things that you have thought, made and done and found is just amazing. <laughs> I'm a I'm a weird cat. I can't help it. <laughs> I, I like. I like uh, the the little things make me super happy. At, like right. measuring <laughs> measuring her little head for her mouth was the funniest thing in the world. It's okay if if I can uh, quote Kate McKinnon's mom. Don't be ashamed of weird. Weird got you here. So that's true. It it got her on TV. It got you to you in the ring and grappling and all that stuff and doing the artsy things you do. So don't don't knock on weird. <laughs> I embrace yeah, there you go. I embrace being a weirdo. <laughs> I just, <laughs> that might I be a good t shirt for you. Oh I'm feeling that. I'm totally going to. <laughs> now, now <laughs> embrace here. the weird. <laughs> there you go. That, see look at it. And, and you can have that. Embrace the weird. You you can have that catcher just toss on a t shirt. You know, oh, the, I can have that for free. Give me some credit. That's all. So that, that came up while I was talking to Mr. Green on the, on the podcast. <laughs> I'll have to shoot you one. Please do. If you ever come up with it, this is, I just want to see it on my doorstep. Like, wow, man, I got this shirt. <laughs> I'll, be, Hell yeah. I'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> name me a movie that you're embarrassed to say that you actually liked. Oh. That I'm embarrassed? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. We're reaching now. You know, a movie that, that yeah. you're embarrassed to say that you actually liked. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, I, it's like embarrassment is so hard for me. Because, like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, look. I, 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 look Smoke in a Bandit 3. That movie's not no good. 
but I like it. Okay, so you stop watching it. No, I'm not gonna stop watching. It. No, it's, you know it. It just has uh, its, its little quirks to it, and then you know, hey, what can I say? All right. Well, um, okay. So for uh, for like a good portion of last year, I fell asleep every night watching All Star Superman, and um, it's a it's a cartoon. Oh, I have. <laughs> oh, I would. I would I, I have All-Star Superman, yes. It's so much falling asleep to All-Star Superman. But it was one of those things that I had to watch it every night. And I, like, I couldn't go to sleep if it wasn't on. And, like, it didn't work with any other movie. Like, it was just, like, one of those things that I had to I had to watch All-Star Superman. And I don't know if it was, like, him flying into the sun or what. Like, that would just, like, knock me out. But um, one night I was watching All-Star Superman and it was, like, super late at night. It was, like, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And um, I'm watching All-Star Superman, and I'm, like, can't go to sleep at all. I'm up. And, like, all of a sudden I hear, like, all these cars, like, outside of my apartment. And I lived in, like, not a great area of town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, all of a sudden these cars start honking and screeching tires. And then all of a sudden I'm, like, oh, man, what are these jerks doing outside my window? And like I'm like I'm gonna go fight crime right now. <laughs> like I start putting on my shoes and stuff, oh. and then all of a sudden, like uh, all these like because I was gonna tell him like, hey, you know, get on, like scoot on, like you don't need to be outside my apartment right now. It's four o'clock in the morning, and uh, as soon as I like get ready to like go out the door, four gunshots rang out, and so like I scoop, I run and scoop my dog up and like hit the ground, and I'm like. No. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, so I had to stop watching All Star Superman. <laughs> I, I don't think All Star Superman was necessarily responsible for that, but okay. <laughs> it put the idea in my head that I should fight crime. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're gonna we'll accept that one. It, it's an embarrassment on a different level that it inspires you to think, "Hey, I'm gonna run iron." Stop some crime from happening. I'm gonna stop these bad guys. And but, then I was like, nope. <laughs> but but let us remember that Superman has superpowers. You have to, you have to remember that. <laughs> Especially in All Star Superman, where they were jacked up to the highest level they could possibly be. Yeah, but then he started losing his powers. Yeah, well, he was dying. He was dying. Mm-hmm. But he technically never, you know, like lost. And according to Lois, she's just waiting on him to come back. Right. And for those that are listening, yes, I'm sorry. That was a terrible, terrible spoiler. <laughs> but but I will say this. If you haven't seen All-Star Superman or you haven't read the series of uh, uh, comics, it is not canon to the Superman lineage in DC Comics, clearly, because Superman still exists. So, you know, don't don't feel like that. Just, oh, man, Superman's dead. No, he's not. You know, they, they're not doing that again. Right. Just, just for you fans out there that that we might might have spoiled. I should have said spoiler alert before I even got into that. My bad. You know, next time I'll catch it. So, <laughs> anyway, worst sci-fi movie. The worst one. Worst. Okay, it's it's the worst one, but it's also one of my favorites. Well, this is, that should have been the answer for the last one. But go ahead. Well, I mean, I love it because it's so. 
All right, I guess it's not as, but I'm not embarrassed of it though. That's the thing. Like I'm not embarrassed of it. Like you're not I, embarrassed I love, by a lot of them. <laughs> I love horrible, like B-rated horror flicks that that you can see the blood hoses squirting, like. I love that crap. Like, I can't get enough of it. And, and Tokyo Gore Police is definitely, that's one of them. That's, that's one of them. <laughs> you, you got me beat there. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> Tokyo Gore Police. Holy. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, that's a good one for sure. Is, is that the, the answer to the worst sci-fi movie Tokyo Gore Police, or, or is that just a setup to the actual answer? No, that's that. That would have to be because uh, it, it's like it's super crazy. Like these these people are engineers, and like uh, if they get like a body part cut off, and it grows back into a weapon, and like this lady gets like alligator legs, and like so so much nuts, like so much crazy stuff. Like there's another dude with like a chainsaw arm. Oh, it's smoke. Okay, that is, that is crazy. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I, I may have to look that up. So there, there's a little tidbit for you people out there listening to who like weird movies and whatnot. Tokyo Gore Police. And as I'm uh, looking up the, the picture right now, I see some something walking around on top of a bunch of swords, uh, sword limbs, whatever the heck this thing is. It, it looks super weird, and uh, it's, it's right a, up my alley. Yeah, I was gonna say some lady with a the lower half of an alligator. Like she ain't got no leg at all. It's just just like an alligator head. Yep. Whew. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a lot. I got I got to get in the right mind frame to even watch that. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, we will we'll move on. Uh. Back to the the uh, original question that we skipped. We gave we gave it some time now. Yeah, I, I let you pull over that in the in the back of your head. So now we are going to rank and uh, your opinion from Lindsay Snow. Alien franchise, top to bottom. All right. So we got Resurrection, Aliens, and Alien. So, hmm. All right, I'm gonna have to go with aliens being the, the best. Okay. Then I do love the original, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to go with resurrection, then alien. Okay. So resurrection That's- is just above the. Original, right? But just barely. Just barely. Only because of, only because of the cloning. Ah, okay. All right, yeah. well, that, that's fine. I think I'll give it this, but it, it deserves props just on Sigourney Weaver making that backward shot legit. Right, right. <laughs> just on that alone, it deserves something. For sure. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, just look. I think it's up on YouTube. There's a scene in the movie where she's on the basketball court and she's walking away and she takes the basketball and shoots it over her shoulder and, and sinks that thing in all net. Dude, I want to know how many takes that took. Uh, they said they did a a couple of takes ahead of that 
But she she swore to him. She said, I could do it. And she she landed that shot. And they got it on two different different cameras to prove it. Dang. That's sick. You didn't know that? Oh, man. You got to look at that that clip. See, there you go. I just added to your well of useless information. (laughs) You can can carry that with now. Yes, the basketball shot was legit. Dang. Super sick. Uh, you know, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go one further with you. Terminator franchise, go. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. I knew that that was coming. <laughs> I knew it. Um You're right, it was coming. It's kinda of funny because uh I uh I often like run on the treadmill super fast. And I, like whenever I look at myself in the uh, in the mirror, I um I feel like I run like the 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 T one thousand. Terminator two is definitely my favorite. Um, what was that one? Judgment Day. That was Judgment Day. Correct. Um. Then. Then the OG, then Rise of the Machines. But after that, I haven't seen. I know that there's there's got to be. How many more after that? Two more after that? Let's see. We got Genesis. That was the one that just came out. Yeah, uh, and then there was one more before that, but I can't remember what it was. Whoa. Yeah, that was the one with Christian Bale that we're we're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't see the last Salvation. Year. That's what you're talking about. Salvation. So you got Terminator Genesis, Judgment Day, the original Terminator, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Rise of the Machines. Those are oh, okay. uh, All right. five. So yeah, five. Top, definitely Terminator 2, for sure. For okay. Sure. Judgment so Judgment Day. Day sits at number one. Uh-huh. Then the OG, Terminator, then Rise of the Machines. But Terminator 2, like, that... That one, for sure. That one was, like, I remember watching that as, like, a little kid and just being scared to death <laughs> of the T-1000. And, like, I just remember thinking how badass Sarah Connor was. But, uh, yeah, definitely Terminator 2, Judgment Day. That was, that was my, that was my jam. <laughs> Well, we got it. We we have it from from her mouth to, to your ears. The ranking of the best of the Aliens franchise and the Terminators franchise, weird movies and all. She has just covered it. <laughs> Fantasy booking. Final question or final segment. Okay. Fantasy booking. It is my belief that every wrestler has a storyline slash angle that they have locked in the back of their mind that they are ready to pull out at a moment's notice if a booker were to ask them, hey, what would you like to do? So now, Lindsay Snow, I'm going to ask you, what is your fantasy booking? And keep in mind, we're going to keep this in current day. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, we got a rule against you saying, well, you know, I'd like to have a match with Eddie Guerrero. You know, because 
that couldn't happen. We got to talk about stuff that could legitimately happen. Say like you in the ring with Mercedes Martinez, and you, you know you, you drum up some story about how it happens or something like that. Oh man, actually, I would love to wrestle Mercedes. She's badass. I've uh, I've actually had the opportunity to train with her before, and man, like, can that woman tell a story? I was I would love that. <laughs> I would love that for sure. And she's brutal as hell too. I think that we could tell an awesome story. Um, shoot, we could just—I would just go off of that alone. <laughs> uh, having a having a fantasy match with her would be would be pretty pretty awesome. I know that uh, she's the type of lady too that if you're messing up and or if you're doing something, she will put you she she'll break you down for sure. And I respect that so much because she cares. She cares that much about putting so much of your heart into it that uh, that I think that that's what really makes an amazing match is, is when everybody has everything all built up, like so much into it, so much heart and, and so much uh, enthusiasm towards the actual event that you could just make a really awesome story. I feel like, She's definitely one of the people that I would be honored to do that with, for sure. Any story comes to mind as to how you would portray this? Mm. You're, oh, you're a creative person. Yeah, I could. Hmm, I could think of like, man. Okay, so she's obviously as a heel, and I'd be the baby face. So maybe she could be like gunning for my belt or something, my grappling belt. Cause she's a grappler as well. Oh. Um, she, knows, she knows some things for sure. Um, I feel like maybe if uh, she was coming trying to trying to take my belt from me, I'd have to I'd have to put up a fight for it. You know, I definitely have to uh, have to build that match over this this awesome belt that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And considering yeah. that she runs, I think she's she's running with Shanna right now. You know that that's part of her her clique. So I might... feel like that's something that could possibly happen. And and Shana too, man. She's she is legit. She's like the first woman that was ever um, ever uh, uh, what's it called? Where you're? Uh, she was certified as a catch wrestler. So I I do look up to Shana a lot for that you know she has built she has paved the way for a lot of girls like me and especially being a fellow catch wrestler like she she definitely has my heart (laughs) Uh, well you got to take that in consideration if you start to rumble with mercedes you might take on a little bit of that shana too i i'd do it (laughs) i'd do it just because of her (laughs) but you know it's wrestling and and wrestling you you got to take a that that's like a Three hundred one beatdown because I forgot there's like a third party in that I can't I can't remember the other one's name right now it's escaping me so I I apologize uh, Heart of Shimmer Champion as your name your name is uh, eluding me at the moment is it Matt it's not Matthews crap now I sound like an idiot I can't I can't think of her name so I'm just gonna leave it at the Heart of Shimmer Champion <laughs> deal so there we have it that that is your uh, your your fantasy matchup. We've gotten your 
your uh, random questions, and, and you did a good job. You, you, you had a, a bunch of stuff just ready to go. I tried. <laughs> I mean, I'm just rambling on. <laughs> no, and you did a fine job. Fine job. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I uh, I can't wait to uh, to promote this and, and get everybody to pay more attention to ladies wrestling and and see, you know, all the cool stuff that we have coming up at the end of this year and, you know, the beginning of next, like, everything is just, it's uh, it's opening up. <laughs> uh, well, I, I certainly do appreciate any promotion that comes along. I certainly will do my, my best to pass your name among the, uh, the fans and, and promoters out there that do take a listen to this, whether that be on YouTube or Podbean or iTunes or wherever wherever other platforms we may exist. So, you know, plug in time. This is the the end of the show. So for those that are are listening and and wonder, first off, if you want to catch up with Miss Snow, you can catch her at her uh, email address. Would you repeat that one more time, please? It's lovelylindsaysnow at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram and my Instagram handle is forrealviews. F-O-R-E-A-L F-I-C-S. That's right. You can get her on your show and she can lock somebody's legs and time up into a pretzel for the benefit of your entertainment. And if you want to hear her talk about this and other people uh, that I've had the privilege to interview, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Go to just search out WPN on either location, WPN on iTunes or WPN on Podbean. And you hit the subscribe button, you'll get all of this good stuff for free. A lot of you like to just go on YouTube and catch it that way. I don't know why, but, you know, some people just like to listen to podcasts in video format. So that's that's good, too. doesn't hurt me. It works out. And you get to see all the other matches and Dr. Style interviews that we have there. I'm going to suggest that Miss Snow do it, too. And if she ever makes it up to Atlanta, Georgia, then maybe we can sit her down in front of the camera and do it that way as well. So... For everyone that has listened to this interview from top to bottom, start to finish, we want to thank you for that. Be sure to follow Lindsay Snow and myself. Uh, I'm sure she has uh, some other outlets, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, so you just search out her name, and I'm sure you will find that. Uh, you can look me up as Mr. Green and WPN Wrestling, and you will find me there. So for us, to you, thank you, and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.